what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Ooh-wee, do I have a message for you on today. It is a hot message, which means I have a strong sense that it's real, that it's raw, that it's relevant, that somebody needs to hear it on today. So, I am coming for you, and when I say coming for you, I mean like that friend that sometimes you're annoyed by, (laughs) but you absolutely love because they genuinely love you. They believe in healthy confrontation. They will not let you go to a pl- back to a place that broke you. They will not let you entertain less than God's best for your life. And they will not let you walk straight up into trouble. Okay, so I'm coming at you like that friend on today because here on Spiritful Real Talk, we deliver some Spiritful Real Talk, okay? So it's real talk, but it's back with a word and some context to help you apply it to your own life so that you can really walk out practical wisdom from the word. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to bring us to Exodus, whoop, right? Movement of Japi, no, not, not Bob Marley style, not Bob Marley style, but I am going to bring you to Exodus, okay? We're going to go to Exodus 12, 31 through 33. All right, here it is. Listen up. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up! Leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go! Worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds, as you have said, and go, and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise, they said, we will all die. All right, there's good context. Second verse is coming from Exodus again. This is Exodus 14, 5 through 6. Hear me loud and clear on this one. (laughs) When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and we've lost their services. Hmm. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with them. Okay. Okay, so here's what's up. We are going to talk about your past, all right? We're going to talk about how your past can tempt you to go back because your past will come back at some point, okay? You might know this for real, for real. It might happen to you. You might have actually taken the bait. So I'm here for those that have ever questioned if there's significance in your past coming back. No, no. Do not read into it. Do not entertain it. Keep it moving. So I'm going to break this down because this is as much as I have some humor and lots of joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. As much as I have that, this was actually really real for me in my own life. It's I don't know if you've read one of my books. It was actually, I think, the first one. 
God's Vibes Matter Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, where I talk about how it was a breakup that broke me so completely and led to my salvation experience with the Lord. So this is very, very real. And the crazy amount of confusion and chaos and trauma that this person brought to my life really had me in such a broken place that only God could get me out of and walk me through. And he did it in a very accelerated and principled and interesting way that just really required my obedience and me showing up one day at a time and really seeing how God speaks, how he operates, how I can trust. Oh my goodness, so much, so much good, good stuff. So I might use that as an example here to give you guys some context, but I am not in any way minimizing how difficult it can be to leave a former place, especially when it's attached to unhealed parts of ourselves, okay? But do not, (laughs) do not, for the love, do not allow your past to tempt you to go back. Don't do it, all right? So in this example, maybe a boyfriend, a girlfriend in your life lost access to you, okay? But when they lost access because time allowed them to remember, maybe they realized that they also lost access to your services, to the benefits that you brought them. Maybe that you really put up with their anger or you put up with their dysfunction or you put up with their uh, bad habits or you put up with their narcissism to some degree. You put up with them in such a way that they didn't have to change and that felt like freedom, right? Like they could use you however they chose and you would put up with whatever they served, okay? So sometimes when time and space has happened, people can miss what they no longer have, all right? So do not be naive about that. Do not read into it. Just know that that happens. The enemy will use old things to try to get back into your heart and get you into a place of bondage, okay? So do not be surprised. Do not read into that. All right. So I am here on today (laughs) to help someone who is in an emotionally stuck place. Maybe somebody ghosted you and ghosting in this case is somebody just straight up stopped talking to you. They prevented you from being able to access them. They just dropped out of your life and for no reason. There was not a conversation. There was not an argument. There was nothing that led to this. They just left, right? So that could be causing a lot of unrest in your soul. It could also be deeper than that. You might still be experiencing pain and confusion or hurt, unresolved issues from someone leaving you in your life story. Maybe it was a parent. So maybe there's some abandonment issues that haven't been dealt with there. Maybe some trust issues, right? So it can be keeping you emotionally stuck because this person triggered that old wound that was never healed. So it's really an opportunity or an invitation to heal that and nothing to do with that other person, okay? Because often, really what you're dealing with when somebody shows up like that is immaturity and poor communication skills. Really, okay? But I'll break down a little bit more some whys because sometimes we need to know why, right? Our mind will just keep asking, why? What's wrong with me? Right? We'll go there. So I will help somebody who might still be there. But when it's God, just know this. Hear me when I say this. 
When it's God, you won't have to beg, you won't have to stalk, you will not have to chase, okay? You won't have to do that, all right? God knows, probably, right? (laughs) In this case, if this is actually a person in your life, if God removed them, if God literally parted a Red Sea, that means there's no going back. God knew that this person was not a fit for your future and for where God is taking you. So it's his his protection. And you would risk trying to repair somebody because of the goodness of your heart. You would resist trying to repair someone who is set on breaking you. Mm. So you would forfeit destiny to try to repair someone who is breaking you. And God is not about that. All right? So God will always give you applied principles that are required for you to move forward into destiny and your obedience is going to be what you use. You you take these applied principles that are given to you and then you walk in obedience. So for example, in my life, before I was about to just be abandoned, really, betrayed, abandoned by this man in my life years ago now, I was given a lot of interesting principles to apply to my life. So I was given a, I believe it was called a no sugar diet. It was a six week no sugar diet. I'm like, what? Right? That was never something that would have crossed my mind, but I had no clue that God was cleaning up my nutrition, literally eliminating caffeine and sugar and just things that would spike hormones, right? And really kind of wreak havoc on your body because I was about to go through a lot of emotion. So that was a stabilizing element. Like, here's the structure, here's the plan, follow this no sugar diet, right? Then he planted me in a ministry called Celebrate Recovery. So I was going to go through a year long of 12 steps of recovery with God to heal whatever unresolved issues this break was breaking, right? Was revealing that was broken in me, right? So I was put into that. I also was led to buy a Bible. to start reading it, to start learning how to pray, to start building and developing a relationship with God. I eliminated all distractions and all noise from my life. So I just put literally a do not disturb on my heart. I was not watching TV. I was not listening to music. I was not doing any of that. Any opportunity, I was feeding on the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I was listening to the word like crazy, whether I was in my car, (laughs) it was like Kingdom University, whether I was at home, I would often do that. And I was just getting comfortable too with stillness and quietness. And I started just having emotional uh, moments, right? I, I was crying again for years of my life. I did not cry. So there was just times where I would just sob, but I was with God. So I knew that I wasn't alone. But it was a really, really interesting season, but God was giving me things to apply and I was just obedient with them. And my healing process was radically accelerated because I just kept taking these steps of obedience. Now, was it really difficult? Yes. Was it lonely at times? Absolutely. But did I grow and understand relationship with God? Yes right? He was literally rewiring me is the best way that I can say it. He was renewing my mind. He was renewing a right spirit in me. He was revealing who I actually am, right? He was showing me some of the ways that I thought I was supposed to show up in the world and serve that were really unhealthy. 
and that would only continue really bad habits and patterns. It was almost like breaking off every generational curse. It stops with me is the best way I can describe what was happening. But that requires slowing down. That requires being still. That requires doing a lot of inner work. So God was with me through that. Okay. It was really any way, the best way that I can simplify this further is that any way that I was living according to the flesh, God was training me to be led by the spirit. Because if you are led by the spirit, right, you will not perform and you will not go after, you will not entertain the lust of the flesh. You won't do it, but you can't have both. So that's why it was eliminating all the distractions and really honing in on and leaning in in this silent season with God, right? God was far from silent. God was so loud in answering prayers and it was just truly miraculous, right? But I would have missed that had I not applied the principles that were being revealed, okay? I wouldn't have had the same freedom and deliverance that I have today to even be talking about it and sharing it with you without any triggers, trauma, any of that stuff coming up, right? Wild, okay? So God, what I do know now is that God wants you to experience the real thing, okay? And what God sends won't be traumatic, all right? So let that hit your spirit. But for those, as I promised, for those that need some context as to why would somebody leave? Why would they just, you know, abandon me or betray me or disappear from my life? Well, I just, I really do believe that that sort of rejection is God's protection. You've heard that. But here's a couple of things, too, to wrap your head around. Number one, you're too real. (laughs) You probably didn't see that one coming. You're too real. What do I mean by this? Everybody wants real, right? It's a great hashtag. Authentic, real, right? Everybody wants real until they see what it requires, until they see what you've got to confront in yourself, until they see the steps of obedience that you need to take for the anointing to flow, until they see what is required. Everybody wants it, right? And you were exposing that he or she was fake. And rather than changing themselves, they'd rather change their scenery or the person so they can keep showing up the way they feel comfortable. And you did not allow that. So you were too real. Number two, you were about to not only expose that, (laughs) that you're real and they're fake, but you are about to expose their fake life. So it is a lot of work to be fake. I know because I was a recovered people pleaser, fixer, somebody that was useful, somebody that knew how to solve problems and fill in gaps and make things happen, right? Somebody that had formed an identity around being of service, okay? But not all good things are God things. So That also is fake to a degree. Perfectionism is being fake because you're not perfect, okay? So having it all together is projecting a certain level of being fake, all right? So it's not vulnerable, it's not real, it's not raw, it's not always authentic, okay? It doesn't allow people to have access to you. So I understand the amount of work that being fake requires and it's exhausting. Now, in this case, when it's used in a negative way, when I'm saying you're about to expose their fake life, there's probably way more going on than you knew. There might have been another person that they were dealing with. They might be married. They might have a separate home. They might have kids. They might have many things that they were not revealing to you that you were about to expose. And it was too much work to track all the lies, to really pay attention to where they left off with you and 
where all the different storylines were. And you were asking too many questions. You were getting too close to exposing their fake life. And then lastly, number three, they're running from themselves. They, they had to remove you because they're running from themselves and you're preventing them from continuing to run. Because here's the thing, you can never outrun you. Eventually the real you will show up Eminem style, right? <laughs> the real you will make a debut, 100%. And you are getting too close to reminding them of who they actually are, to putting a stop in their stride to just really preventing them from continuing on the path of where they were going because you were not running from you, right? So they literally couldn't be with you because that was painful. They weren't ready to stop running, all right? Eventually, not all of us will is what I wanna highlight, but eventually in order to follow the path of destiny, you will have to stop and fight your giants. You will, okay? But I wanted to highlight this for those that have been in an emotional cycle because it's not always you. Sometimes we, we get caught up in battles that aren't even ours to fight and you don't always have to get wet from a storm that is not yours. You don't have to. And sometimes things aren't sent by God and you can just return them to sender. You don't have to sniff it out. You don't have to figure it out. You don't even have to fix it. You can just know who sent it and send it back, right? Like if somebody... This is a great example. If <laughs> a package was delivered to your house, but it was actually for a neighbor, you would just return that, right? You might go find your neighbor's address, put it on their porch. You wouldn't open it. You wouldn't see if it was yours. You wouldn't want see if they just put a wrong sticker on it because it was delivered to your house. You just return it to the sender, right? So same thing. You don't have to read into this. It doesn't have to be complicated, okay? But no, and don't be surprised when your past tries to come back because it lost your services and it wants it back, okay? Meaning the enemy is after your heart and he does not like that you are serving God. Me and my house shall serve the Lord. As you get stronger in that, as you prioritize spiritual maturity, as you renew your mind, as you become stronger, as you're more led by the spirit, as you're fasting and praying, as you're really becoming <laughs> a problem for hell, Hell wants to figure out a way that it can send something back into your life and derail you and bring you back into bondage, okay? So do not be surprised by it. Do not take the bake, the bake, <laughs> the bait. <laughs> really, the goal here is to level up so hard that former things can't locate you, or even if they do, they won't tempt you anymore. And how do you do that? You develop this self-government and self-mastery to such a degree that that stuff doesn't even phase you. So this is actually, these both, self-government and self-mastery are topics that I've become obsessed with. I created a six-week course. It's over on julianapage.com. It is a self-mastery course. It's called U2.0. It's all about leveling up and stepping into this mastery, right? So if that is of interest, make sure you go check that out. I do also have coaching packages connected to that course so you can really maximize and accelerate your learning curve on this. So if that is of interest or if you know somebody who would be blessed by that, make sure you go to julianapage.com and sign up for that. Okay, but essentially what I'm saying here is you want to be out of service for hell's use, for the lies, the schemes, the strategies, the enemy does not have new tricks, but you want to be out of service for them. You don't want to entertain them. You don't want to sniff them out. You don't even want to read into it in any kind of way. You just want to see it for what it is and keep it moving. You are out of service for any of that, okay? 
So let me move into this next piece of how you can really apply this to your life. We've got through the emotional piece. We understand that the past will be brought up, particularly when you are moving into your future (laughs) with some sort of determination and commitment. So do not be surprised by that. Do not be naive. Do not read into it. Just know that that will happen. Now, here is where there's going to be some inventory work for you. There will be a, let's call it a X that keeps coming back, okay? (laughs) There will be a person, a thing, a habit, a behavior, a place. There's something in your life that is going to try to get you back, okay? And it's usually around this time of the year, October, November, December, where we're wanting to be more, you know, cozy and cuddle up and just, you know, intimate, close, connected. When we want that, that's usually when these these uh, numbing behaviors or these habits or these people come back into our life. So you need to make soul care and purpose benefiting decisions so that you don't allow a season, right, this cooler season to make you have a season, (laughs) okay? You don't want a season to make you have a season. So if you are in a season of healing, of transition, you don't want to make a bad choice cause you to have a season that you weren't supposed to have, all right? Now, this can happen when you don't have forward vision because when you don't have forward vision, your heart will take you back to familiar chaos. That's why it says the heart is deceitful So the world will tell you to trust your heart. Do not listen to that. Do not. No. No, 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 no. Know this. When you don't have forward vision, your heart will take you right back to familiar chaos. Okay? So whatever pattern, whatever is familiar, whatever your comfort zone is, when you are weak, when you are discouraged, when you have a moment where it feels dark, you will be tempted to go back to that stuff. Okay? So notice the timing and notice the sender. This is discernment. Notice the timing and notice the sender. Consider it interesting. A, when (laughs) you're making a lot of forward progress, when you've got commitment, when you're determined, then all of a sudden you have a moment of questioning yourself and you get a text from the ex. Really? Notice the timing, notice the sender. Consider it interesting. A, when you are um, really wanting or desiring promotion of some kind and an interesting opportunity out of this desperation, out of this place of fear and not trusting, right? You get a phone call. Could be counterfeit. Notice the timing and notice the sender, okay? Whatever these situations for you are. Maybe you were so sure God gave you all the signs to move or to, you know, leave, kind of like an Abraham story, right? But then all of a sudden you have one reason show up for you to stay, But you knew that you were supposed to leave, right? Consider the timing and notice the sender, okay? So as soon, know this, as soon as you get serious with spiritual maturity, as you're fasting, as you're praying, as you're leaning into your growth and your development, when you are really showing up and doing the work, anything, okay, in your life that had you in bondage in some kind of way, will usually show up, whether that, again, was an addiction, a person, a habit, right, an old mindset, whatever it is for you, whatever that thing is that the enemy can use to really derail you, that usually shows up again, 
The enemy wants to see if that trick will still work, if you'll still take the bait. Here's another thing that you can think about. Have your feet moved, but your heart didn't. So for example, this is really common. I see it a lot when I'm working and coaching people that they will have, quote unquote, move forward from an ex. However, they opened an account, a new account with a new name and started stalking their ex, following their life, following their happenings. They know everything about what's going on in their ex's life, but they have no clue about those intimate details of their own life. And what's happening here is you are keeping the past active in your life. You are not forgetting the former things. You are not able to perceive the wonderful new thing. And you are keeping yourself in old mindsets, in old emotions, in old heart wounds. So you're not healing. You're not growing. You're not evolving. And you are not setting yourself up to connect to who your divine connections are. You are not being busy about your purpose. You're being distracted by a dead thing. A dead thing is anything that's not giving you life, right? So have your feet moved, but your heart didn't? Interesting. All right. So what will keep you from going back is vision, okay? But notice, notice when you're discouraged, okay? Or when your light feels as if it's running out. Notice Notice, notice, notice the sender and the timing, okay? Your flesh will always be in a flurry when you have an X as an option. When you have a plan B as an option, your flesh will always be in a flurry, okay? And God leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. Not all that flurry stuff, all right? So let me take you to a different verse just for some more context and then we'll drive this home, okay? So this is coming from 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21. So Elijah went from there and found Elijah, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elijah left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set them out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Okay, so here is what I want to highlight, that a... Calling, following a calling will always come with a farewell, okay? And a lot of times we avoid (laughs) our future. We avoid stepping into the new thing because we are afraid to let go. We are afraid to say goodbye to some things that have become comfortable, to some things that we have built a lifestyle with, to some things that we thought were, were going with us for the long haul, right? But following callings will come with a farewell. I've seen this in my own life, whether it's been leaving people, whether it's been leaving places, whether it's been leaving jobs, whether it's been leaving churches, whatever it's been, following callings comes with a farewell, okay? So the other point to highlight from this verse is that we've got to stop giving our flesh options. You don't want to be available to hell. You don't want to be available to what your flesh will bring you because you've seen that movie before. You know that it's not bringing you to the good things. And if you want the good things that God has for you, you've got to say farewell to some of those flesh things, okay? 
So another way to say that in this case, in this example, is burn the plows. So in your own life, are there some plows that you need to burn? Just take a look. It's an invitation. Just take a look. All right, then last verse here. This is Luke 9, 62. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back. Oh, man. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Oh, my God goodness. So looking back is not the ministry that God's about. He is all about forward movement. Okay. And this is really this Luke 962 is really the difference between being interested in your destiny and being committed to it, to being interested in your calling and being committed to it, to being interested in God and being committed to God. There is a big difference experientially, big difference. And the heart position is completely different. So Here are some things to be aware of if you notice an ex coming back into your life. If you notice a person, guy or gal, if you notice a habit, maybe it's an old addictive pattern starting to tempt you. If you notice that you're drawn to certain places of bondage again, maybe it's a former place of work even that was keeping you bound in scarcity and poverty. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a person. Keep that in mind. But when you notice an ex coming up, maybe you left that place of drought to step into your calling and now you're tempted to go back. Okay, so here's the thing. Number one, do I still have a grip? Do I still have a grip? Okay, keep that in mind. Are you still connected to your past in some kind of way? Did you not burn your plows? Did you keep a way, a strategy to stay connected to that somehow? Did you keep plan B open? Do you still have some sort of grip, all right? Some sort of access for your past. Number two, You'll notice that an ex is going to try to come up when you're close to something. When you're close to something. I notice this often. It's usually literally when you're on that verge, when you're on an edge, when the page is about to turn for that next chapter, that next level. That's usually when these little things try to creep back up. And I'm like, really? But weak moments, right? Weak moments. So pay attention. When you're close to something... When you have moment of weakness before something happens, right? Because the day of breakthrough looks like any other day. (laughs) That's why you got to stay ready, right? And stay prepared. But when you're close to something, that's usually when the enemy tries to get you off track. Okay. Number three, number three is limit access. Okay, so an ex coming back will limit your access to what heaven is sending. So a lot of times that's why an ex is coming back. So number one is they want to see if they still have a grip. If you have still kept plan B open, if you've still hoped or believed that there'd be some sort of, you know, some some sort of good that will come out of that. But if God parted a Red Sea and swallowed up your enemy, he does not want you to go back to that place. He does not want you to go back. So... Does the enemy, does the ex still have a grip? That's number one. Number two, when you're close to something, the enemy will try to send an ex back into your life. Number three, 
is the enemy wants to limit your access to what heaven is sending. So of course I'm going to send an X back so that you can be distracted and busy about reading into that and figuring it all out versus focusing on the future and what God has for you. Because faith will require you walking in the unknown. Faith will require you to be faithful, right? And walk in excellence and integrity, even when it's easy not to. All right? So the enemy wants you to go back to a place of comfort and really forfeit everything that you've been fighting and working for. Number four, the ex might really, like I presented in the beginning here, miss you and your services. The ex might really miss, ooh, when I was connected to that person, they really made my life easy by doing X, Y, or Z, or they never made me feel X, Y, or Z, or they allowed me to X, Y, or Z, right? So they miss you and what your services to them were. (laughs) But here's the thing. A lot of times, God can't send a new thing until you let the old thing completely go. God can't send a new thing until you let the old thing completely go. But our problem is, is we want to try to Amazon Prime God, right? We want to expedite shipping. We want it tomorrow, right? But you can't do that because God has perfect timing. And there is a beautiful quote, and it says that those who are certain of an outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. I believe that that really is faith, right? Those that are certain that God is good, those are certain that God has good plans, those that are certain that God is leading them to a good place that is far greater than they dare ask, think, or imagine, that are certain of an outcome, can afford to wait patiently (laughs) and not try to go back to a former thing or try to come up with their own outcome. They can afford to wait, okay? So usually an X will come so that we can get busy about serving them again rather than serving God and God's purposes and plans for us. And number five, an X will come back because you gave them life but not in a good way. This is in a parasitic way. So in my example, I was in a relationship with somebody who had narcissistic personality disorder and not going to go into that. That could be a whole interesting episode. And I don't believe in harping on that a lot because now people use that as a blanket over situations that maybe aren't actually that. It's just a really good way to label. And so I don't believe in that. However, it is a very real and scary experience if you don't know what you're up against. So at any rate, there is a pattern that this relationship follows and it definitely mirrors an addiction cycle. So there's this period of things being good and charming and excitement and then there is some sort of issue that is brought up, some sort of outburst, some sort of scary disruption that happens. Then there's this reconciliation and then there's this period of it's okay again and then you know, it's, it's basically charming and harming. It's trauma bonding that's happening here. And so if somebody has dealt with a lot of trauma, they connect over trauma, but not over anything healthy. And so that can happen in these patterns. And usually in this type of relationship too, the person is connected to you for what they can get. You are an object in their eyes. You can give them fuel, whether that's positive or negative, they can really extract a lot from you. And usually people that are really good forgivers, that give the benefit of the doubt, that are really good givers are prime targets for this because they've got a lot of fuel. Okay, so when somebody is attached to you in a parasitic way, basically they are sucking life out of you. And you never, never want to be connected to anybody in that kind of way. 
ever. You want to be out of service for distractions and setbacks. Straight up. You want to be out of service for distractions and setbacks. So my message to you on today is that when your past recognizes (laughs) that it's lost your services and the good that you brought, do not be surprised when it shows up. But be wise and discerning and pay attention to the sender and the timing. But greater than that, level up so much that even when hell tries to show up at your door, that you don't answer it, that you're out of service, that you're not home, you're unavailable for that, right? So my prayer for you is that you would purge and detox from your Egypt to such a degree that you are on fire for the purposes and the plans that God has for you because they are good plans. God promises to take you from strength to strength and from glory to glory, but there will be principles to follow. There will be obedience required, right? But it will be a journey and a path that will bring you to greater levels of freedom, greater levels of joy, greater levels of peace, greater levels of meaning and fulfillment than you dare ask, think, or imagine. However, you can't have both. You can't have plan B and plan A. You cannot. So my encouragement to you on today is that you would stop giving your flesh options, that you would burn the plows, that you would disconnect if you haven't in any kind of way. This is a reminder to block anyone that shouldn't have access to you, to delete accounts that allow you to study your past and get really good at studying dead things and to lean in fully to God. Let him heal you. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Let him prepare you. Let him remove unhealthy patterns from you. Let him replace distractions in your life with purpose-building activities and purpose-driven decisions, right? Let him connect you to divine connections. Let him help you experience the real thing because nothing less will satisfy. All right, my friends, this message was deep. It was real. You know. (laughs) If you, again, want help on doing this work, this is some of the best work that you'll ever do in your life. If self-government and self-mastery are topics that you're like, I need that. I'm done with pointing my fingers at other people. I am done running around mountains that should have been moved. I am done repeating patterns and habits. All of this, all of these generational curses, it stops with me. Go to julianapage.com and sign up for a book, a call to see what option is the best fit for you to start working towards your future and stop making place for your past. And then if you haven't subscribed, make sure that you do that. I would love to see and hear from you. So make sure that you can leave comments as well. And then if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Miss Juliana Page, or you can also get video content over on YouTube at Juliana Page. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.